0: Oh,
1: boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Welcome to Arts Week. I'm your host, Candy Hammond. And my guest today, if you didn't already figure that out from the oh, boy, it's uh, Chandler Travis. Who, Howdy folks. <laughs> someone I'm sure most of you have seen perform in one of his many bands, the Incredible Casuals, the Chandler Travis Philharmonic, the Catbirds, the 30, and well, he's probably created a band just as I have been reading this. So <laughs> anyway,
0: um I'm so excited.
1: Hope, <laughs> so excited to get to talk to him today and talk about um music in his life, what inspires him and I want to know where you get all those incredible hats and bathrobes that you perform in.
0: Oh, from people everywhere, just random. <laughs>
1: books,
0: which is which is great. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, first, we are starting our fall fundraising drive this Friday, and wouldn't you love to be one of the first people to pledge? Heck, you could become a sponsor of this very show and hear your name read every single week. We all know how beloved and important WOMR is to our community in a world where most things are run by corporations. We are not. We are independent in the home of amazing music, local talk shows, democracy now. What more could you want? So please consider pledging. And like I said, Jeanette and I could be thanking you every week for becoming a sponsor of Arts Week. How cool would that be? Please call or go to WOMR.org. Thank you so much for supporting the station. We wouldn't be here without you. Well, Chandler, thank you so much for being willing to talk to me today. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for (laughs) the invitation. (laughs) Well, when I saw you perform Unplugged a couple of weeks ago at one of the pop-up practices in the park in Orleans with John Clark, Um, it was just so lovely. And it was a way I had never seen you perform before. You know, it was just you two and it was a rainy Saturday. So we were inside and it was just, just so intimate. And it made me realize, you know, despite how many times I've seen you perform and the fact that you are my granddaughter's favorite local (laughs) musician. (laughs) I, I thought, you know, I think so many of us feel very privileged to have gotten to see you perform so many times, but I also thought I had so many questions that I wanted to ask you as I was sitting there. I, I wanted to keep putting my hand up, but I, I refrained. You know? <laughs> so I hope you're willing to answer some questions today.
0: <laughs> I fi- I kind of had a, a a premonition that questions might be involved. <laughs> so I've, that I've happens it sometimes
1: in interviews. <laughs> Well, one of the first things I wondered is, where did you grow up? Like, where did you come from?
0: Uh, Well, I was born in New York City, and then I lived a few years in uh, Tenafly and Englewood, New Jersey. Okay. And then mostly I grew up in uh, Southern Connecticut, uh, Fairfield County, Wilton, and Darianne.
1: Okay.
0: Various prep schools. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: And if you call this (laughs) (laughs) grown-up.
1: No, so was you know were you brought up with a lot of music in your home? Were either of your parents musical? or
0: They didn't uh, play anything, uh, but they liked music. They, they you know, they liked uh, Broadway shows. So I was always up on the latest Broadway shows. And they,
1: did you get taken to theater a lot?
0: Uh, I did some, yeah. yeah, yeah, much to my delight. And um, mm-hmm. and they were also my dad was kind of a jazz fan. My my mom leaned towards. Classical a little bit, mm-hmm. most classical and Broadway shows. And my dad dug, uh, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and Benny Goodman and Count Basie. He was a Basie guy. Huh. I like how there's different, you know, like everybody's either a Basie guy or an Ellington guy back in the <laughs> And it was, you know, uh Benny Goodman versus Artie Shaw, you know, so he was a Benny Goodman guy. So, you know, so mm-hmm. I got to do some stuff. Yeah, he would they they weren't they weren't musicians at all. He 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 had a good time singing the bass parts in church sometimes on the rare occasions where my mom would get really guilty every year or two and go, uh, we gotta go to church. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Did you play music as a kid? Did you have you know Music lessons and you know things like that.
0: I I, I started playing guitar because I mean you know once Elvis happened and then the Beatles you know you kind of had you to. You kind of had to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I did have about a year, a year maybe two years of uh, of guitar lessons from a guy in Stamford, Connecticut named Rudy Leonetti.
1: oh you still remember his name?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And other than, and that's the only uh.
1: That's the only I th- formal training I think. When I was had. in
0: junior high school, I did a. I, I there was a music class, but other than that, uh, there 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 wasn't in the uh, in the subsequent uh, schools. I really,
1: mean. really. Even in high school, there was no. You weren't in Nothing. a chorus. You weren't in a school band. That's
0: terrible. Nothing. I mean, I you know I, I played in rock and roll bands in in, in high school. Yeah,
1: when did you? When did you start science. your first band?
0: Uh, let's see. I think when I was about 12 or 13. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, at that point, it was all about the ventures. You know, Mm. so we did, did, you know, we had fenders and we did, you know, little surf instrumentals and stuff like that. And I got into writing pretty quick.
1: I was going to ask, yeah, when did you, because you are... Amongst I feel like the most prolific songwriters that I've met, it's like, do you remember the first song you ever wrote
0: uh, I'm not sure exactly which was the first one. I remember playing a coffee house when I was about fourteen and playing some song that people seemed to like called uh, hmm. the the invisible walls I think the invisible Wall or the invisible walls or something like that, huh. And I remember getting some uh, positive feedback on that one, you know, and then
1: you were like the Taylor Swift of your time.
0: <laughs> you know, a lot of people that had, don't are, are are scared to put it that way, but yes, very much, so. <laughs> very much so. Um, But yeah, I mean, mm. I, you know, I sure I have always enjoyed writing songs.
1: That's amazing. So there's, there's gig But I mean, because-
0: everybody does, you know, I mean, I mean, people write songs about their cat or, you know, yeah, that's true. They, they sing, sing to them. You know, <laughs> I, 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 there's hardly anybody that doesn't do some kind of little sing song thing in their heads every now and then, you know, that mm-hmm. tends to get out loud a little bit and, uh, <laughs> you know, some people get into it a little further than that and some don't, I guess.
1: So when you did this coffee house gig at 14, was it just you and your guitar or were you with yeah. your band?
0: Okay. No, it was just me and my guitar.
1: Wow, do you remember? Were you scared, or were you? I mean, or did you love the being in front of a crowd? And,
0: and- uh, yes, I I, I ju- typically I do like being in front of a crowd. It's you know it's fun. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Some people have that, and some it's, it's, again, some people just have that thing, and some folks don't. You know, mm-hmm. it's called being a ham. <laughs> and, 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 and 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 you know I. Definitely am one. It's it, it's it is strange. Some people get really really nervous about it, and and you know, a little nervous is natural and and fun actually, exhilarating mm-hmm. to 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 some extent. Oh,
1: definitely. I think it can be yeah. really motivating, and yeah, yeah. And, you
0: know. But some people are very very comfortable out there. I'm 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 usually one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's uh, I'm I'm more comfortable in in. in uh, strictly theatrical like okay this is the audience they're listening as opposed to mm. uh restaurants and stuff like that where it gets blurry you know yeah. when you're really okay am i entertaining someone or am i just wrecking their meal
1: yeah <laughs> i know
0: so um, I'm, I'm i'm trying to <laughs> trying to do a little less meal wreck wrecking and uh <laughs> lately.
1: no i i because as you know I, I i live with a musician so i i hear a lot about this and you know and how nice it is to be in front of a listening crowd and yeah
0: you know it and, makes a really big difference
1: oh definitely and and it's nice when one can kind of I guess graduate to that where yeah. it's like yeah no I don't want to like you said I don't want to I doubt if you're wrecking anybody's meal Chandler
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> I've wrecked lots of people's <laughs> meals sometimes by actually spicing them <laughs> <laughs> well that, i think that was the most the most transgressive thing i ever did because sometimes you fool around you do some you improv some stuff or whatever mm-hmm. you know you see where the line is and uh and I, I think that was the worst the worst i ever crossed the line was by actually being out in the audience and singing and stuff like that and then actually salting someone's meal <laughs> Well, that hopefully was, they do not have far. hypertension. The- I went too far. I admit it. I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the Chandler Travis apology tour. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> you know, man, that would be a long tour. In many I love when people, you know, it seems like, you know, when people get old and people ask them, do you have any regrets? You know, Barbara <laughs> Walters, that was those kind of things. You know, and they, they lean forward. Do you have any regrets? <laughs> you know, everybody goes nah not really
1: and I'm like yeah
0: thousands of them
1: <laughs> yeah I think if you don't you're either kind of lying or maybe you're just some kind of pathological issue yeah I,
0: yeah, I think you must not be thinking it through <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no but do you remember the, the name of your very first band I'm curious
0: uh, yes uh, let me see I think it was The Good Fairies.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Which we changed to, uh, uh, um, once, we, once we, you know, w- we were The Good Fairies for a little while, and then we figured, ah, that might not be tough enough. <laughs> um, and, and then we changed to the St. James Infirmary.
1: St. James Infirmary, that's a song. good one, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, I've been through a lot of band names. Oh, man, lists of band names. You know who's got a great list of band names is David Greenberg or my. My lyricist. Oh, really? Yes, he has a very fine list of band names, and uh, oh, I could just go the on. Real the ones, or just for, like ones, ones for them.
1: like the future?
0: Uh, yeah, just fake ones for the future. That okay. and, and some of them have probably been been used by now. Mm-hmm. George, you know, my, uh, uh, my our patron uh, George Carlin had had a nice little mm-hmm. bundle of band names, and uh, uh, his were uh, let's see, waitress sweat. And <laughs> Uh, the mormon tabernacle trio i think there was another one um but you know yeah he but was, you were a too. duo
1: when you were opening for him yes like yes that. yeah yes, i know really. that was a thing it's like you know because my background is journalism so i actually do a little research before i talk to somebody and you know i mean you've got a wikipedia page for goodness sake yeah. and um and, you know, and I, and I think, a I mean, a lot I mean, of really
0: boring people have Wikipedia. Pages, <laughs> you
1: know. Well, you were not in that category. And, uh, but, you know, I think it's easy because, you know, we locally we see you doing so many things. But I mean, it's like, my gosh, you know, you and Steve Shook were Travis Shook. And you opened for George Carlin and Martin Mole, And um, I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, how did that? all come about
0: well back then you you, it was more of an opening act opening acts were more of a thing it it seems like people don't really use opening acts as much as they used to Hmm. but we always enjoyed being an opening act it's 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 a good challenge because basically (laughs) basically (laughs) you're the last barrier between the audience and the people they've paid to see (laughs) so if you can get an encore as an opening act you're doing okay
1: <laughs> so did you have an agent or somebody that put you together with George Carlin
0: or you did have an agent at that time uh yeah. a guy named Peter casperson for Castle Music and he worked with uh Martin Mall and uh Jonathan Edwards who did a ton of dates with uh, Jonathan over the years mm-hmm. and a couple of other people. We happened to meet uh George at a at a gig at a place called the main Point in Bryn Mawr hmm. and uh and just really hit it off and you know because he's like a, you know he's a record collector too Mm -hmm. and a big pothead at the time and um (laughs) you know so we got along famously
1: no i just i just can't imagine i mean i just i am in such awe of him and what he did and it must have been amazing
0: uh, it was a wonderful piece of luck and you know got to play a lot of great places from it yeah he was delightful yeah Uh I
1: just want to tell any listeners who are just tuning in that you're listening to Arts Week on Womr, and I'm talking today with Chandler Travis. And um, something I learned, too, that was uh, not quite a year ago when this piece dropped on um, New Jersey arts, that I never knew that Bruce Springsteen opened for you.
0: Yeah, for me and and Steve.
1: Oh, my God. That's just
0: incredible. We used to love when uh, when uh when, when when a big band a big noisy band would open for us. Like mm-hmm. the first time we ever played at uh <clears throat> at the at the uh, tea party in Boston. Uh we had uh Shana, we we went on after Shauna, and and they had <laughs> actually a couple of sort of similar routines although much more fabulous with like 11 people or whatever they had.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it was, it was pretty sick going on after them too. But I always enjoyed that because I it seemed like uh you know if you went on after an eight-piece band that was really really good you know um mm-hmm. I felt like audiences w- would would sort of give you a little cred in a way you know like hmm. wow that's just two guys after all that yeah like, wow they must, they be, must be really top. good yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: so after all of that how did you end up on Cape Cod?
0: Uh, I had a friend named uh, Rob Hart, who had a whose parents had a house on Main Street in Orleans Mm -hmm. and uh, that they weren't using. Hmm. And uh, so we got to live there free for, I don't know, two, three, four years, something like that. And we had a ball. How long
1: long ago? How long have you been here? Uh,
0: Let's see. Uh, So that would have probably been. Seventy two, I'm guessing. Oh wow! So it's been 72. a while. Yeah. So it has been a while. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, as I was writing out, you know, and thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about, I was thinking about because you have had a, a big career and you've played a lot of places, and I thought, you know, I thought now you could do very well being in New York or LA or mm. a lot of places, and I thought, you know, I one, I wondered why, why Cape Cod.
0: Well, at the time, uh, it was because actually, let's see how did this work out exactly. Uh, basically, I got I I, I married a, a a woman named Mary Beth, uh, mm-hmm. O'Hare, and she had horses and dogs. <laughs> uh, and They're not
1: very that, mobile. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and at the time, I was I was living in uh, in uh, Alston, Massachusetts, uh, with occasional weekends on Cape Cod. And there wasn't any way that the horses and dogs were all going to work out in Boston. <laughs> so uh, you know, so.
1: horses, dogs, kids—all those kinds of things have a tendency. Love Cape
0: Cod. I wasn't really that happy about because uh, I I'd, I'd lived on Cape Cod for a few years, and then I was and then I was back in Boston. I was really enjoying myself in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was as as much as I loved her, and loved falling in love, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't really up for moving back to Cape Cod full time. But I have to admit, I've liked it better every year since. Uh, you know, I mean, I've always loved Cape Cod, so yeah. and I like that that it. Uh, the thing I love the most about it is that it changes. You know, is mm-hmm. how, how many different places it ends up being, mm-hmm. with the tourists in the summer and the and the uh, and the no tourists in the winter and the mm-hmm. seasons <laughs> and you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I yeah, changing. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, I've lived here probably a similar amount of time. Mm. It, it's um, I've seen huge changes, you know, since I've been yeah. living here. But uh, but you know, it's, you are enough of a local though at this point that you know I don't know how many people know that you used to have a column in the Cape Codder mm. under under a pseudonym though.
0: Right, so. Kelp on Cape, Thurston yeah. Kelp yeah no. Thurston kelp by the way was not my original choice for uh for a pseudonym okay i wanted to be r knowlton thruppy <laughs> but for some reason my my editor had a reaction against that one. Oh, that's so, so funny i went to my i went to plan b <laughs> that was fun that
1: was yeah fun. and I, you know i actually was able to dig up a couple of them and they were so funny and so and it was a monthly column and um, uh weekly actually oh oh it was weekly oh my gosh one point
0: and then i ended up writing for uh you know just doing reviews some for uh like the boston phoenix and the herald a little bit and Mm -hmm. um, and a magazine back then called musician and it was fun but i eventually i felt like after i did it for 10 or 12 years that I, i felt like i just ran out of adjectives (laughs) you know what i mean i found that i I had i had my favorites and i'd worked them to death and i I kind of felt like oh okay (laughs) i know i
1: i realized i'd been doing it for a long time when i found myself using words like folks yeah (laughs) because in real life i never say folks (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm curious because i mean you are like as i said a, a prolific songwriter do you enjoy writing other than songwriting because i you know, as I delved into all of this, I thought, man, you could definitely write a memoir that would be really funny and interesting, I think. And I wondered if you'd ever entertained that idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I can't believe anyone writes a book to tell you the truth. Books are so mm-hmm. long. There's mm-hmm. so many pages. Yes, I I I just I don't know if I've got anything that's that I need more than twenty pages on. (laughs) But uh, also, I think
1: I bet you've got stories. I'm sure you. Well, there's some there's
0: some things, yeah. But um, and 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 the other, well, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to stay still a really long time, Mm -hmm. and then I remember, (laughs) you know, just trying to start is the is is the hard part. Man, I used to Mm -hmm. procrastinate forever. (laughs) <laughs> and I would always end up writing those columns at like four in the morning mm-hmm. after, like, you know, cleaning my desk and, you know, doing all those <laughs> things to avoid writing it.
1: Oh, yeah. No thing. Yeah. Like once I, you
0: get the first paragraph, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the starting thing is really horrible.
1: Oh, yeah. That lead line is that's yeah. like, once I would get a lead, it's like, okay, now it's all good.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's about four hours of procrastination just trying to come up with some way to start. And then the rest of the yeah. thing takes about 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> but sh- we won't tell anybody that. Nice. Then everybody will want to be a writer.
0: <laughs> uh, not if they know what they get paid.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're always creating new bands.
0: Like, who are you who are you working with who are you this week (laughs) (laughs) well the new bands are are you know i kind of um i mean the philharmonic you know my my big band was was a a ton of fun and still is a ton of fun Mm -hmm. but i sort of got to the point where it was like i don't know if i can keep doing this keep trying to get the eight or nine people not only through the gigs but to rehearsals and Stuff yeah, like that. It just got too complicated, you know? Yeah. Plus, I started to notice a little bit what what maybe you felt at that pop up show we did, which is mm-hmm. that there's something about just doing it with one or two guys that uh mm-hmm. that does make it a little more intimate and it seems to put the focus more squarely on the song.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which I've always yeah. that's always sort of been the main point for me. So uh so i've been so now i'm i'm concentrating on a couple of different duos one is uh channy and johnny which is what you saw Mm -hmm. yeah john clark was a stand-up bass player yeah he was great and uh i just love playing with john so that's very straight ahead and and uh and and quiet and dignified i think (laughs) and then uh, to counteract that uh, (laughs) (laughs) i've started doing uh this thing with uh my drummer Ricky Bates, uh mm-hmm. who we've done things forever.
1: Oh well, yeah, you've been doing that. And uh,
0: that's called the Buttercups. And mm-hmm. that's very noisy and uh you know, maybe a little bit crazy, but uh mostly noisy. I find mm-hmm. noise still works for me. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we're doing and we're doing that, we're we're opening, we're actually opening for the Invincible Casuals, which is the latest version of the Incredible Casuals. <laughs> which is myself okay. and ricky and uh
1: now this is interesting i've never heard of somebody opening for themselves that's oh hell
0: yeah 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 <laughs> well that's because it's yeah there is something kind of ridiculous about it we'll, we'll see how it works mm-hmm. but we did it um actually we did it uh at Terra luna we did a show at Terra luna because we all yeah. left and we all left tony's food
1: sure
0: <laughs> and uh so we did a uh, a uh, buttercups and uh the and at the time they were called the Incredible Butterheads, I think, or something like that. Yes. I, I don't know. We've been vacillating that. about the name. <laughs> but anyhow, we did one of those and it was fun. So we're doing another one.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anything the music you,
1: room. you something you care to promote? The music room?
0: Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. The music room on Thursday, November 9th. Oh, okay. And we're starting so, at 7 30. And uh yeah, it'll be a short buttercup set and then uh and then a longer uh invincible casual set.
1: Oh, cool!
0: Yeah, and, and can people? And get... That's what that's what Steve Woo Woo would. I would want to make sure okay. everybody knew oh, yeah. that he would be there. Yeah, who else is in main the
1: Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who is in the Invincible Casuals?
0: The Invincible Casuals is Ricky and myself and uh, and Woo Woo.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, well, you know, we only have a couple more minutes, and I mean, like, like I said, I've just, I've been i've been a fan for a long time and bless you know you've done a lot of philanthropic things over the years too for the community which should not be overlooked and you know things like the cavalcade for the homeless for years and years and years and you know that raised thousands and thousands of dollars for homeless on cape cod
0: and uh, hope we get to do another one of those uh maybe this year but it's i don't know this year it's getting kind of it's getting kind of late but we're i know it's almost a,
1: november i know just
0: looking for a venue and i don't you know i've said to everybody you know look i'd be happy to do the show happy to book the show happy to play the show but as far as doing the venue and all the other things that that go with doing a benefit i'm reluctant to get into that so it's a lot it's a we'll lot see what happens it's but lot. if anyone's got yeah. a venue we're ready to go <laughs> yeah no it's
1: well, as we start to wind down here, um, we decided before this that we were going to go out on one of your songs that, and you chose. Um, it's called "I Hear Your Heartbeat," yeah. and this was the Philharmon- Chandler Travis Philharmonic, right? No. It, oh, I thought. I'm sorry. I was.
0: It was. It's sort of a hybrid between my old band, the Catbirds, which was another band oh, I did okay. with uh,
1: with
0: okay. Steve Wood. <laughs>
1: okay
0: uh and uh and the philharmonic so there's there's both catbirds and philharmonic people on that
1: okay and that includes wonderful people like commie lyle and yeah yeah no it's a a great great. song and i will give people
0: and fred boken there's also a uh sort of a bass uh, a string bass section where there's like you know eight or nine different string basses all played by john clark
1: No, it's a gorgeous song. I I listened to it a few times um, after you had chosen that one. And it it, was really lovely. And I think you played it at the pop-up practice that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those songs I, you know, so there's there's certain songs that you can play in any band. Yeah. For me, that's, that seems to be one of them. (laughs)
1: Well, if people want to keep up with where you're playing at different times, um, website, social media, what's the best way?
0: Yeah, just ChandlerTravis.com. Okay. We do have a Facebook page, too, but only reluctantly. (laughs) (laughs) But I do try and... As do most of us, only reluctantly. Yeah, right, Exactly.
1: Exactly. well I can't say I mean I could talk to you for much much longer Unfortunately, fortunately we don't have more time but I, I can't tell you oh sure that's what all the girls say <laughs> <laughs> no this has been delightful and maybe we'll have to do it again sometime well, please yeah and, thanks uh, for having me at chapter two and um and I hope everybody enjoys um I hear your heartbeat and we'll see you next time on arts week
0: yeah and um is it okay to mention that uh, yes? I hear your heartbeat is available on the website on the on the emergency uh, Awesome
1: book. yes plug away it's important Yeah <laughs> All right we'll see you next time
0: Okay I hear your heart It sounds good So